0: Harry and the Pirates. Well, Harry and his friends have arrived safely in Min Chau, and the town is all snowed in, so there's little chance of getting a plane to fly them back to Chungking or Singapore. However, they were escorted to a clean, roomy, long cabin up on the hillside, escorted there by a handsome young chap named Kennington Hook. He's first assistant to the famous Chinese chemist Doctor Moy Ben, who has a laboratory farther up the mountainside. We'll join Terry and the others in today's transcribed adventure in just a moment. Terry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's Pineapple Juice, one of Libby's hundred famous foods. If you get off the boat at Honolulu and somebody calls you a Malahini, don't hit him, because that's what thousands of Americans are to native Hawaiians. Malahini just means newcomer. And believe me, Malahinis are certainly newcomers to lots of exciting things in Hawaii. Surfboarding, volcanoes, leis, Waikiki Beach, and Diamond Head. Another native Hawaiian, you may be a Malahini too, even though you never visited Hawaii, is Libby's Pineapple Juice. But once you've tasted Libby's, you won't be a Malahini long. Because there's a drink you don't forget. It's so darned good with a flavor that calls you back again and again. There are two big reasons why Libby's pineapple juice has that extra unforgettable flavor and richness. First, Libby's pineapple juice comes from Hawaiian pineapple, known everywhere as the finest. And Libby's is this finest juice canned at its finest. I mean that Libby takes the juice from Hawaiian pineapple, actually ripened on the plant, at that moment of peak flavorfulness. Then it's canned in Hawaii and brought to your neighborhood store. No wonder it's so swell. And it's as good for you as it is good tasting. Supplies important vitamin C and B1. For something the whole family will rave about, tell Mother to get Libby's Pineapple Juice. L-I-B-B-Y-S. Libby's Pineapple Juice from Hawaii. And now, Carrie and the Pirates. Well, Terry and Pat Ryan and Jude Hennick somehow don't like Mr. Kennington Hook, even if April and Burma do. Another thing. When the three men got into their log cabin room, Jude hid the special envelope with the gas formula papers in it in a log in the wall. And now it is evening, and we join Terry and Pat in the Minchow cabin. They are talking about the handsome, polished Mr. Hook Hugh Hennick is out somewhere trying to locate the snow-covered airfield.
1: It's the way he talks that gets me down, Pat. You can't help that, Terry. Yeah, I know, but look, is too
2: smooth, too nice if you follow me. Well, even so, he must be a pretty smart chap in spite of his manner. He's Dr. Moyben's assistant. You don't hold a job like that just because you have wavy hair and a dimple.
1: No, I didn't say there was anything dumb about him.
2: Pat. <laughs> now look, Terry. Just because he makes a hit with the gals, let's not get sore at him. After all, he's a new face. You can't blame them for giving him a smile.
1: Yeah, I guess it's the way he talks that gets him.
2: Well, it is rather pleasant to hear somebody use the king's English once in a while. (laughs) I know I don't talk so well, and you've been slipping lately. (laughs) As for Dude, well, it's a toss-up what he's trying to say.
1: Okay, have it your own way, but I still don't like that Mr. Hook. Come on. Let's go out in the big room and stand by the fire.
2: Oh, just a second, Terry. Draw the curtains on that window, will you?
1: Yeah, sure. What's up?
2: I just want to check and see if those gas formula papers are safe. You see, only you and Dude and I know where they're hidden.
1: Well, if they're so important, then Dude better give them to Dr. Moy Ben and get him out of this place.
2: Good Dude thought he'd do that tomorrow. Maybe we can all take a walk or ride up the laboratory and... Uh, here we are. Fifth log from the top. you got to remember that.
1: The envelope there?
2: Now, wait a second, girl. Yeah, yeah I can feel it. Snug as a bug in a rug. And no chance for anybody to find it. Yes?
1: Mr. Irvine, the quest stranger of your company to around the ball fire this evening. Hey, what am I, an you know? orphan? Mr. Terry and Mr. Ryan will be delighted to accept your kind invitation.
2: Yeah, we're on our way out right now.
1: Oh, well, it's really nice out here, but I got tired of staring into the fire all by myself. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, Burma, where's the other fellow? You know, Kennington Hook? Now, you're not going to let him spoil this little vacation, are you, Terry? No, well, not a bit of it. He doesn't mean anything in my life. <laughs> That's what I thought. Sit down, Pat. I'll get another log for the fire.
2: Hey, you look mighty nice this evening, brother
1: Why, Mr. Ryan, I'm <laughs> blushing.
2: Yeah, if I had some music, I'd ask you the first dance. <laughs> I say, Teddy, old boy, doesn't she look like
0: a Christmas package in that outfit?
2: Where'd you get it, beautiful? I didn't know they had stores in Minchow.
1: <laughs> well, you'll look closely, Pat. You'll see I've taken an army outfit and made a ski suit out of it, that's all.
2: Well, it's mighty nice. What's April
1: wearing tonight? About the same thing. We worked on these suits all day. Don't tell me you got all tricked out just for us. Ah, don't you think you're worth the effort? Uh, you can't pull me. You're expecting company. Well, I, um, I do have a little surprise for all of us. What'd I tell you? Well, yeah. I've arranged to have Dr. Moy Ben come here. You... What? You arranged for the famous chemist to... Certainly. That's so amazing. Kennington Hook, his assistant, suggested that the doctor join us here this evening.
2: You see, Terry, it takes a woman to manage things. You and I had fool around Min chow for days trying to get to see Dr. Moy Ben, but... I get
1: it. Mr. Hook is going to bring the doctor here. And yeah, I thought it'd be nice to meet him here. Simple, informal evening before the fire. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going outside and bring back a few logs. May as well have a big fire for such an important guest. Pat? Yeah? What's wrong?
2: What do you mean, what's wrong?
1: Oh, you don't have to pretend with me. You haven't been yourself since you arrived in Minchow. Neither a terrier dude. What is it? Have I done anything or said anything to you? You?
2: <laughs> no, Burma, not a thing.
1: Well, it's something. Well,
2: maybe it's because I'm not used to taking things easy. None of us are. Maybe it's the good old Christmas spirit. Maybe that's what it is.
1: Oh, I wonder.
2: Maybe it's this chance to rest and relax.
1: You know, Pat, I have a feeling that neither you nor Terry nor Dude Hennig like Mr. Hook. Oh, but really, now he's not such a bad sort after you know him. I know mean, him in Singapore. He's a swell chap, a pretty gentleman.
2: Mm-hmm. But is there any reason why we should dislike your friend? Perhaps you just imagine it. let go right in.
1: Oh, here's Hook and I. Ha! <laughs> Hey, that's pretty good, huh? Can I? Uh, no, I guess it isn't so funny. Well, uh, good
3: evening. Good evening, Burma. Mr. Lamb, is, uh, is he here?
1: Good evening, Ken. Is who here?
3: Dr. Moradine. He came on ahead. Likes to walk, you know. I had to stop down in Minshaw for a moment, and he... No, he hasn't arrived. Well, he'll be along in a moment, no doubt.
1: Well, take Ken's coat, Terry.
3: Oh, don't bother, old chap. I can manage. fire feels good. As I was saying, it's unusually cold tonight, but he insisted on walking. Yeah,
1: well, shut the door, Terry. I know it's cold.
3: Yeah, I thought he'd be here by this time. I thought to walk up the trail from town. You suppose he could have taken the wrong road? Oh, I hardly think so, Burma. He's been here before, huh? I mean, he, he knows where this cabin is located. But I understand he's a pretty old man. Yes, he's about... Well, about, uh... He may
1: have slipped and fallen. Hmm.
3: Yeah. But he would walk. Pretty stubborn and all that sort of thing. Well, if
2: he started from town ahead of you, you would have passed him on the way up here. Huh?
3: Mm. Of course, of course. How stupid of me. Maybe we'd better go back and look for him. Why, you are no help, Ryan. You don't know the territory around here. You would know where to look. Well, what are you going to do, Hook? Well, the doctor lives in the town of Minshaw, but it's, a uh, too early to be alarmed about him, but I do believe we ought to check up in an hour. I want you several
1: hours, Harry. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'd better wake April and tell her it's time to go to bed. (laughs) How that girl can sleep. She certainly enjoyed that trip up here in the sleigh today. Yeah, no wonder she's asleep. She's singing almost all the way. She's got a good voice, you know that? Yeah, she ought to do something with her. I had a voice like that. I'd be singing, too. Uh Uh-huh. We haven't heard anything from Pat about Dr. Ben yet. Pat tries to telephone if they found anything. Hey, maybe this trick telephone doesn't work, Burma. Nobody's tried it so far. The wires may be down from that snow. how the phone works. April tried it. She would. Oh, there's somebody coming up the road now. Can't make out who it is in the moonlight. Coming this way? Yeah, maybe it's a Dude. I've been gone all evening looking for the airfield and the hangers. Can well, Hook says we'd be lucky if we get out of here by Christmas. Christmas? Say, we ought to be doing something about that, huh? You're a long way from the good old USA, Terry. There'd be no cranberries on the table over here. Yeah, no turkey. but say, we could do something about a Christmas tree. There's there's plenty of them growing out in the mountainside. Let's take a look out through the window. Is it dude? No, it doesn't look like him. It's more like Pat. Yeah, it's Pat. Pat, did they find him? Yeah, Pat, what happened?
2: I'm going to get these gloves off and out these frozen fingers, and I'll tell you, boy, it's cold out there.
1: Yeah, it is getting cold. Uh, Wait, Pat, I'll put another log on the fire for you. Oh, good.
0: Hey, now, it's better.
1: Now, Pat, tell us, did you find out anything about Dr. Moore then? Yeah, what do you think about all this?
2: Well, right now, I don't know what to make out of it. Some funny business going on around here somewhere. You really think so? Yeah. Mr. Hook and I searched every trail leading away from the laboratory and every path that leads up here to this cabin.
1: You couldn't find him, huh?
2: No. You can ask about him in town. There's absolutely no trace of a doctor. Yeah, that's funny. Could he have gone out of town or someplace? No, I don't think so. Checked all around. Someone would have seen him if he left by sleigh. You know, the airfields are all snowed under.
1: Well, a man doesn't just disappear in the thin air.
2: You know, Terry, we have got to get to the bottom of this. So far, all we know is that he started out from his laboratory for our cabin earlier this evening. And that's the last anyone saw of him.
0: No man could vanish so suddenly. But there may be something far more alarming back of all this. Something connected with the experimental laboratory and the secret gas formula that will be handed over to Dr. Moy then. I'll give you a clue in just a moment, so stand by. Isn't it a swell break, boys and girls, when things that are good for you turn out to be grand tasting too? Well, that's the way it is with Libby's Pineapple Juice and Libby's Tomato Juice. They sure are good for you because they've got important vitamins that everybody needs. And boy, do they taste wonderful. Well, it's hard to choose between them because they're both so good. But fortunately, you don't have to choose. Ask Mother to get the two of them, Libby's Tomato Juice and Libby's Pineapple Juice from Hawaii. Listen. That's the sound of an axe chopping a tree in the Cunlan Mountains. And the man who chops that tree is a strange person. And in tomorrow's transcribed Adventure, you'll meet him. And he may give you the answer to the disappearance of the famous Dr. Moy Ben. Now be sure and listen for a surprise and a thrill.